This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Good morning, Passion Church family. Good to see y'all. Love you. Those of you who joined us on social media, we welcome you as well. You know, out of all the churches in Alexander City, you chose this one to worship. And we thank you. What an honor it is to look out and know that you've decided within your heart, I'm going to get up, get dressed, I'm going to do whatever's necessary, or do like me, go by McDonald's or whatever and get you a cup of coffee and your biscuit. And I am going to go to the house of the Lord. And you chose Passion Church. Truly, we're honored, and we thank you so much. I was, uh, <clears throat> I was listening the other day. I heard this statement, and a man, a man uh, made the statement. And, and in it, it said, if you're not happy serving Jesus or not happy in Jesus, you're not doing it right. Amen. Amen. We want to talk about that this morning. Before we get into it, grab your Bible. Say this with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Title of my message this morning is keep it simple. Keep it simple. You know, when I heard that man make that statement the other day, when he said, if you're not happy being a Christian or serving the Lord, then you're not doing it right. There was a, a, a chord in my heart that was strung. And, and in it, the Lord began to just speak to my heart. And he says, you know, you have the answer to that. I said, well, it's in your word. He says, no, you've been through that time in your life. You've been through that time in your life. The Lord gave me three words. Now, there are many other words that you can apply this to this message. But the Lord gave me these three because I believe that they were, <laughs> they were, mess- they were words that were a part of my hindrance in being a happy Christian. The first word was... Confusion. Confusion. I was confused. How do I live this Christian life? You know, I'd heard so many different things growing up, and I'm thankful because we were on the road and in many different churches. I heard a lot of different messages. And the the media out there enables you, or the technology we have today, enables you to be able to hear a lot of preaching, a lot of singing. Come on. There's a lot of opportunity for you to hear what God has in His Word. And I'm thankful for that. Very thankful for that. But that brings me to a place where in my new Christian walk, even if you're a new, even if you have been a Christian for some time, I found this to be true. You hear Church A says you shouldn't be. Believing in healing, but church B says you should. Are y'all following me? You know, or you go 
and, and you're with a coworker, and you know this coworker is really a dedicated person to God. I mean, you know they're living the best they can. They're really just gung-ho for Jesus Christ. But, but, they, but, but where they go at church A, they don't believe that you should speak in tongues. But the church you attend, they do speak in tongues. And now you're really confused. Because here's somebody who really loves the Lord. You know they're living their life before the Lord and they're happy. Come on. But they don't believe in these tongues. But where you go, they do. So you're like, I'm totally confused. Confusion sets in. The next one. And and by the way, (laughs) God is not the author of confusion. 1 Corinthians 14.3 says, God is not the author of confusion, but he's the author of Peace. Peace. Number two, frustration. Frustrated at trying to live this Christian life. You know, I become so frustrated because like on my way to work, this guy, he just pulls or this lady just pulls out in front of me. And, you know, I've really been asking God to help me with this cussing stuff. But that car pulled out in front of me on the way to church or on the way to church or on the way to church or, or on the way to the job. Hello. <laughs> and, and somehow it just kind of slipped. And it, it just creates a frustration in me because I, I am trying so hard not to do these kind of things. Am I talking to anybody? It's called frustration. The third one. Condemnation. I'm disappointed in myself because I don't feel I can live out this Christian life. You go home, you've you've, you've been at work all day. You've been out striving to make a living, put food on the table, clothes on your children's back, paying the bills. And you come home and when you sit down, if you have time to sit down, a lot of you mamas don't, especially you single moms. There is, no, there is no just sit down, take a rest. It's the only time you rest is when you actually go to bed at night. When, when everything's quiet and the kids are all nestled down for bed, then you can kind of get some sleep. And then, you, you know, you want to say, well, Lord, I would read the Word right now, but I can't because I'm tired. <laughs> you say, Lord, I know you understand. You see, that's condemnation. I can't make it. I and, Lord, it just don't seem like I can make this happen. I'm I'm under condemnation because I'm trying to live this Christian life and it just don't seem like I can do it. You see, the scripture says in Romans 8, 1, therefore there is now no condemnation to them that are in Christ. That's your answer. You're in Christ. You see, let me, let me explain salvation for just a moment. Because this has a, this, you know, if we can get back to the basics. And that's what we really need to do. I think sometimes, you know, we, we go to church and we say, now, pastor, I want you to give me the meat of the word. And you're still sipping on the sippy cup. And the reason that we're still sipping on the sippy cup and drinking the milk, we're not ready for the word. I'm not saying that you all are, but so oftentimes in our Christian life, we're not ready for the meat of the word because we haven't overcome the confusion, the frustration, and the condemnation. 
We're living a life every day and we're so totally frustrated. We're thinking, you know what? I was happier before I met Jesus. Come on, am I, am, am, am I touching home base? Because I have lived there. I've been in that world when I felt like, God, I, this is hopeless. I want you in my life. I'm glad you came into my heart. But you know what? This Christian life, it's just a challenge for me to live. I'm here to give you the answer to that, to bring that joy, that peace, that happiness, that enjoyment of living for Jesus. Jesus said in John, he said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundant. He didn't say life should be a drudgery. Oh, but pastor, what about that scripture? It says... In the world, you got trials and tribulation. Well, why don't you read on? He says, but in me, you have, you have peace. That's what he says. But in me, you're go- yeah, in the world, you will. And if your mindset is on that, then you're going to be caught up in that world system. You see, when you become born again, and if you're, and if, if you're here this morning, you're visiting, and you're, you're not born again or you're watching on social media, this will give you the reason that you would want to be born again. It really will. Because, see, when you become born again, first of all, your sins are removed. Now, number two, you're washed in the blood of Jesus. The blood that was flowing on the cross of Calvary through Jesus Christ has washed you and made you clean. We're getting back to the basics here for just a minute. And you're going to understand why we're going back to the basics. Because not only have you been forgiven and you have been cleansed, but what happened next? The scripture says that God has clothed you with a coat of righteousness. That means that you are in right standing with God. Now, I'm going to help you here this morning. We're we're eliminating the confusion, frustration, condemnation, worry, fear. We could go on and on with all of these words, but I'm going to eliminate this this morning, and it's through the basics. You see, when you, when, when the forgiveness of sins, being washed in the blood of Jesus, being clothed with the coat of righteousness, being right in God's sight, When that goes from your head to your heart, you are in Christ. You will quit looking at how you can do things for Christ. Turn with me if you do. If you have your Bibles, I really hope you do. The Word of God is so important in our lives. Over in Romans, chapter 3. And my Bible doesn't have all the verses in it, but it's kind of in paragraphs. But I want to read this to you. It's somewhere around the 27th verse. God does not respond to what we do. i got to stop there for just a minute. You know, when I was talking about earlier in this message, how we're always trying to do something. We're always trying. God, if I can do this. I go, I, you, you live in condemnation because you feel like you're trying to do this. And you're doing it for God. So God will be pleased with you. Well, let me give you a heads up on this. You've been forgiven. You washed in the blood. And you're clothed with a coat of righteousness. You're in right standing with God. God does not respond to what you do. We respond to what God does or has done. If you're born again, God has forgiven you of your sins. 
You shouldn't walk around in condemnation and frustration and fear that, or in anything else thinking, well, you know, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. Well, either you're a sinner or you're saved. One or the other. And if you're saved, you're born again, and you let this go from your head to your heart, you know without a doubt your sins are forgiven. You're not trying to get forgiven. You are forgiven. You're not trying to get clean and washed before the Lord. You are washed in the blood of Jesus. You're not trying to get in right standing with God. You already are in right standing with God. You see, when this gets into your heart, and it's not just something that you, that you think about, or that, when it becomes a reality in your heart, ladies and gentlemen, that's when the frustration, that's when the, the condemnation, that's when the confusion leaves you. Because you're not trying to figure it out anymore. You're not trying to get right with it anymore. You know who you are in God. You are in Christ. He has taken a residency in you. You see, when you got born again, God backed up his U-Haul truck. He didn't just use a U-Haul. He used a tractor trailer. He backed it up to your heart's door. And everything that's in the kingdom of God has been rolled into your house. And you have everything. He said the kingdom of God is within you. He didn't say you were going to get the kingdom one day when you get to heaven. He said I've made it where you can have the kingdom of God in you. You need the kingdom of God in order to be victorious. I don't want you to go through a life of frustration, confusion, and condemnation. I place everything you need, want, and will ever desire already inside of you. You have to accept it by faith that yes, I have been forgiven, I am clean, and I'm accepted by the Father. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Oh, well, I feel the preacher in the house today. Listen to what he says. God sets right all who welcome his actions and enter into it. What were his actions? His actions of what he did on the cross. It's not rules and regulations. Listen, if you're trying to live based upon rules and regulations, you will not accomplish it. You see, Jesus knew that. God knew that because in the Old Testament, he had all these rules and regulations, but they couldn't keep them. And God said this. He says, now what I'm going to do. Now, this is important. Get this in your heart. He said, I will now write my laws on the tables of your heart. On your heart. Just go with your heart. Keep it simple. Don't try to do all these things that you, well, you know, our church says I need to do this and I need to do that. Just listen to God. Listen to what he's put on your heart. I had a man ask me one time, he said, Well, you know, brother, I don't know about this drinking thing. I drank a little bit. You know, he said, do you think I should or I shouldn't? I said, well, what has God spoke to your heart about it? He says, well, really, I don't have a problem with it. I see in the Bible where, you know, Jesus turned water into wine. I said, well, whenever, whatever he lays on your heart. Now, he may not have laid that same answer on my heart because I may be in a different dimension with him. Doesn't mean I'm in a better. Listen, in my father's house are many mansions, many dwelling places. 
what he may be working with you in your life may is different than mine. Maybe he's brought conviction in my heart that I can't drink alcohol. But maybe for you right now, that's okay. But I'm not going to condemn you for where you are in God. I've got a journey to take myself. Listen to what he says here. God sets, God sets right all who welcome his actions, both those who follow our, our, our system and those who have never heard of our religion. Listen, but by shifting our focus, this is so important, but by shifting our focus from what we do, from what we do to what God does and has done and is going to do, <laughs> Do we counsel out all the careful keeping of the rules and the ways that God commanded? Not at all. What happens, in fact, is that by putting that entire way of life. What is that way of life? Accepting what he has already done for you. Except for what, and, and accept in your heart what he is doing for you. And accept in your heart what he's going to continue to do for you. If you accept this way of life... And put it in its proper place, and I'm going to go with there in just a minute. We confirm. What do we confirm? Trying to live out what God wants out of our life. We confirm the do's and the don'ts that we think we need to live up to. I found out a long time ago, I cannot please everybody. There's two things I really strive to do. That's to please my Heavenly Father and to please Kelly, my wife. I found I can't even please her all the time. Maybe 99% of the time. Well, maybe 98% of the time. (laughs) But you know what? When you live your life always trying to please everybody, trying to make everybody like you, you're going to be frustrated. It's going to bring confusion in your life because you're going to say, well, what in the world do I do? I can't make them happy. You can't make them happy. You know, I can't, in, 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 in pastoring, I found that, you know, some people say, well, you know, we, we, we think that uh, a pastor should act this way and look this way and talk this way and we want you to preach this way. If I lived under that bondage, I would be an unhappy Christian. (laughs) But see, but I've come to the place where I realize that it doesn't matter. You know why? God's forgiven me. I'm clean in his sight. I may not be clean in your sight, but in his sight I am. You know why I know? Because it went from my head to my heart. My heart has acknowledged I am forgiven. I am clean. And I'm in right standing with him. And if I make him happy, that should be most important. Now, do I want everybody to like me? Sure. Do you want everybody to like you? Sure you do. Are you going to accomplish that? No. The sooner you go ahead and get that in your heart and know that that can't be so, that's going to free you up. It's going to free you up. I want to I I share this other in the fourth, fourth chapter of Romans. It says, Abraham entered into what God was doing for him. Now listen, he entered into what God was doing for him. 
And that was the turning point. Did it say that he entered into what he was doing for God? Abraham entered into what God was doing for him. He was responding to God. I responded to God when I accepted in my heart, Jesus Christ is my Lord. He trusted God to set him right instead of trying to be right on his own. If you get this right here this morning, that will free you up. Literally free you up. He says he... he, I got to read that again for you. Just in case you missed it. He trusted God to set him right instead of trying to be right on his own that will eliminate your frustration that will eliminate your confusion and that will eliminate your condemnation there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ you see when Christ comes into you what happens is by doing what we're talking about here Christ works through you instead of you trying to do it. It's Christ working through you. He does it. He does the work through you. We all agree, don't we, that it was by embracing what God did for Abraham that God declared Abraham fit before God. I am so thankful this morning that God has said that I'm fit. For him and for his service. You're fit. If you're born again this morning, you're in right standing with him. You say, well, now, but what if I, what if I sinned? Well, it's real simple. If you did, just ask him to forgive you and move on. Don't get hung up on that. Because that's going to bring you right back into that world of condemnation, frustration. Listen, as much as I want to be perfect in the sight of God, I know I can't do that. But I can grow in maturity. Now you say, the scripture says, be ye perfect as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. He's talking about be mature. But be mature in where you are so that he can take you from glory to glory. Just get mature where you are at. Mature yourself into that. Let, let God mature you into where you are right now. Just, just grow in that area. Don't try to grasp a hold so much more. Well, I need to get a book on this, or I need to get a book on that. There's nothing wrong with all of the Christian literature out there. The more you know, the more God can use you. But don't let those things bring interference into your life until you've mastered the basics. Master the basics. I'm forgiven. I'm clean. And I'm in right standing. And when I mess up, I ask Him to forgive me. I'm right back in right standing again. Praise the Lord. Now I'm just going to say three things here in closing. You ask, how do I, how do I make all of this come together, make it happen? Real simple. Number one, if you're taking notes, make and take time to read, study God's word and spend time praying. 
You see, when I said he said that he would write his laws on the tables of your heart, well, you got to get in the Word so you'll know what he has put on your heart. Because as you study the Word of God, it will get into your heart, gets into your spirit. That's what he's talking about. He's not talking about the heart that pumps your blood. He's talking about it gets in your spirit. You've got to study the Word. You've got to take time to read the Word. I spend 12, 15 hours a week in the Word of God, and at least, and more if I can. You say, well, is that patting you on the back? No, I need more time in the Word. I need more time. We all need to spend more time in the Word of God. Number two, trust what His Word says. What did it say about Abraham? He said, and he trusted God. He trusted. That's what, that's what it's all about. You, 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 when you take the Word... When, I, when, I'm in the, when I'm in my word and I'm studying and, and I'm praying, I take something and when I read something and I, I'm not really sure about it or I'm not, I can't really figure it out, I say, God, you know what? I'm taking this at face value. I just trust you in this. What I find out is if, if I don't try to let it boggle me down, weigh me down because I don't understand. Listen, I don't understand it all and you don't either. And when somebody asks you a question about the Word of God and you're out in your daily activities, you're on the job, you're pumping gas or something, and somebody that comes up to you and they're asking you a question, maybe someone on the job that knows you, and they say, well, what, do you, what is your belief about so-and-so? Well, if you don't know, just tell them. You know, I'm not sure about that. That's not a problem. It's, 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 they're going to throw you in comment. Well, if you don't know and you're a Christian, yeah, you're right. I am a Christian. I'm not just a Christian. I am a forgiven Christian. I'm a clean Christian. I'm, an ex- I'm accepted by my Heavenly Father Christian. But when it comes to that question, I'm just not sure of But I will do this. I will go to the Word of God and I will find out what it says. And I will be anxious to tell you what God's Word says. That's an opportunity to witness to them. Don't shun that opportunity. Don't try to be so holy. Say, well, you know, God's word says this. <laughs> and another way, another thing that I have found, this, this comes through studying the word of God, reading the word of God. Somebody asks you a question. Well, I'm just curious. You believe in that healing stuff? <laughs> the Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath. Now, here's, what, here's how I would approach that. With a softness in my voice, you know, they've come at you with this, well, what do you think about that? What do you believe? You, you know. Have you ever had anybody face you or come to you with, with, with that? Tell me, brother, what you think about that? You know, and, I, and here's, you, approach, you, you recognize the spirit they're in. They probably just want to argue. But what you do is because you've read the word, you've studied the word, you've spent time in prayer. God has written this on the tables of your heart. Speak softly. Turn away the wrath. And you can just answer them. Well, I believe the scripture says. Now, how did Jesus handle it when the devil came to him? It is written, by his stripes, I am healed. Well, I guess that's what I believe, my brother. Well, I don't know about that. Well, that's okay. It is written 
It was good enough for Jesus. It is written. It doesn't say that Jesus jumped in his face. Well, I'm going to tell you what my father says about that. No, he just says, it is written. Come on. (laughs) Do you see how Jesus just worked his way through you to be a help to somebody? They didn't eat your lunch. They didn't bring frustration to you. They didn't put you in condemnation. Well, I sure wished I'd have known that scripture. No, I don't know the answer to that. But I will get back with you. I look forward to getting back with you on that. Praise the Lord. Number three, walk in obedience. Walk in obedience. Not to what you think you're supposed to be doing. Do it based upon what your heart says you're to do. I write my laws on the tables of your heart. Not what your grandma said. Well, boy, if my grandma knew I was doing this, I don't know what your relationship, your grandmother's relationship was with God, but I know what you're supposed to be. It's an intimate relationship. It's you and Jesus. It's not you, Jesus, and grandma. It's not you, Jesus, and the pastor. I'm going to say that again. It's not necessarily just what I believe. It's what God has written on the tables of your heart. Now, if your pastor is preaching the word of God and it's an anointed word of God, rhema word of God, a live word of God, then you ought to take it to heart. Pastor Bruce preached many, 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 many powerful messages. Fresh manner from heaven every Sunday. Him and Pastor Sandy. And I took it to heart. I took it to heart. The old song goes like this. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. I hope, Lord, help me with that verse. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word... When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word and his glory he sheds on our way. Did you hear that? The glory he sheds on our way. If we'll do his good will, we're we're living out of what's on the tables of our heart. Come on. If we do his good will, he abides with us still. In other words, he didn't go nowhere. You're not left holding the bag. You're not left there in frustration. (laughs) He abides with us still. And to all of those who trust and obey. Isn't it simple? Let it go from your head to your heart. You are forgiven. That ought to, if, if, if he didn't do anything else but just forgive you, that ought to cause you to raise your, just to hold your head up high and give God the praise and thank you. If nothing else, Lord, I am forgiven. Whether they forgave me or not, it doesn't matter. I'm forgiven and I have forgiven myself. It's easy to forgive yourself when you know God has forgiven you. And don't wait for somebody else to forgive you. Just acknowledge the fact. Let it get in your heart. 
God has forgiven me. Let it go from your head to your heart. I'm clean. I don't care what others think about me. I'm clean. Don't judge me. Judge yourself. Your backyard's dirty. Don't worry about my, my lawn on my grass. Don't worry about how green my grass is. Go look at your own grass. <laughs> I'm clean. I've been washed in the blood of Jesus. And the best of all, I've been clothed with a coat of righteousness. And you know what? I'm in right standing with the big guy. If you have that in your heart, you won't live under condemnation anymore. You'll quit trying to do it. So if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, after a message like that, I would want to get him in my heart. I would want to be forgiven. I would want to be clean and in right standing with God. So if you're here this morning and you've not received Jesus as your personal Savior or you're watching on social media, I want to invite you to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you the Lord and Savior of my life. Now, if you just prayed that prayer, you're born again. Make sure it goes from your head to your heart. And you will live a life of peace, joy, and happiness. You'll be a happy Christian. And others will say, he must be doing it right. <laughs> he must be doing it right. Don't forget this morning as we close, and we're fixing to close in prayer. I know I'm going to ask our altar workers to come at this time. And for those of you watching on social media, those of you, if you've received Christ in your heart here this morning, I want to invite you to grab a hold of the material. Contact our church. See, see one of our ushers here. We want to make sure that you get the literature that's necessary. We want to get it in your hands. We want to get it in your eyes so that you can touch and see the Word of God that will give you direction for your life as you walk this new life with Jesus. So don't forget, get in contact with us. And at the close of this service today, if you have a need, whatever the need may be, these altar workers are ready to pray with you this morning. God is in the house. The one who has saved you, forgiven you, cleansed you, and may it put you in right standing with him is in our midst right now. I'm going to ask if you would, would you stand with me this morning as we close? Thank you, Sonia. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. It's my heart's desire, Father, that those that have heard your word go forth under the sound of my voice, that they will be encouraged. They will find their confusion and frustration, their condemnation to be completely removed because of their understanding, their heart knowledge of who they are in you. Now, Father, I pray that you'll go with us today. 
May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.